listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. My name is Chris, this is Hannah, sitting across from me, and uh, tonight we're going to have a mayoral candidate on that we have never spoken to. It's a brand new guest that we're going to have on the yeah, podcast. How do, you, how do you feel about this? I like, feel good. I feel like this is kind of a historic moment for Evergreen Park. How long has it been since there's been a contested mayor's race? Well, you know, the weird thing is, is that I, I, first of all, don't remember it, and I was just telling my buddy today that... You know, you have these. You have people that'll sit there and tell you that are like 65, 70 years old. Like, well, I had Vaco, and then I had Sexton, and I go, and like it's <laughs> crazy. And we have two people running. Like, yeah. we, we don't have an incumbent here. Yeah, which is crazy. And we have two people running in a mayoral race, and th- I think this will be very interesting. But I have nerves about it because I'm sitting around. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is great. I'm excited about it, but. You know, we're going to be in the middle of this thing, right? I mean, yeah. like, this is going to be this is going to be something like we're in the middle of. So this is going to be kind of a weird thing to be a part of, and you know, it. it but be, this is what we signed up for, Chris. Oh, I know, I know. Well, to get information to the people. I know, I know. Well, so. but, and so you know, just so you know, the first podcast I was doing before this one, which caused all the technical difficulties at the beginning, is oh, Southside Pod. <laughs> Southside Pod was recording, and that's the brand new podcast for the area outside of Evergreen Park. And because of that podcast, I have already been sitting down and sampling beers with Blue Island Beer Company for the last two hours at the bar. So I'm ready for this. Oh, a sample. How many six packs were up here? (laughs) That's a hell of a sample. It's like a beer can pyramid up here on the bar tonight. You really could make one. Should be a good one. Exactly. So Sean Good is going to be joining us. We sent her, we, we, I just talked to her on the phone. I told her, you know, the first, uh, the first thing, the first link we tried did not work. And so now she is going to be able to jump in as soon as she jumps on the line we will talk to her. She is the mayoral candidate for Evergreen Park going up against Kelly Burke, who is also a state representative. And it was the first person that we heard that was running. Yes. We heard Jim Sexton give his endorsement here on the show. And the EP podcast is going to try to do the, our absolute best to give every candidate, anybody that's running for mayor, sure. equal time here on the EP podcast. Now, uh, we're going to wait for her to call in. Before she calls in, we can talk about other things that are going on. i got plenty to talk about. Okay. And hopefully she'll be on the air soon. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. While we're waiting for her to call in, the uh, the snow, the blizzard. Yeah. Uh, do you have a snowblower? <laughs> it's so pathetic. Do you have one? It's so pathetic. I my have... husband is like the ultimate Fred Mertz. He's gonna he's a penny pincher. Right, right. When my father-in-law passed away, my father-in-law, who was a brilliant man, but also kooky as hell, he had a little plug-in snowblower. Okay. And he thought it was amazing because it fires up every time because all you got to do is plug it in. You need like a 100-foot extension cord for the thing to run all the way down our driveway. And it's, oh, it's an extension cord snowblower? Yes. I can see how that could be a problem. And it doesn't do very well. People could die <laughs> using one of those. That seems like a terrible idea. It doesn't do very well. Yeah. So, yes, we have a snowblower, if that's what you want to call yeah, it. I have two. The, the, 15 well, year old, the 15-year-old and the 12-year-old, <laughs> who I sent out in shifts throughout the entire blizzard. When does a five-year-old get recruited? Uh, next year. Next year. Okay. He can shuffle. He can do the stairs, can't Six he? Six years old, Southside, Evergreen Park. What the heck? 
EP Podcast is brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, dedicated to supporting our area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank that provides our neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking, an account with free ATMs nationwide. Plus, when you open a total access checking account today, you get 300 bucks. How do you pass that up? Visit bankevergreenpark.com slash eppod to learn more. $100 required to open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC, our proud sponsors, taking care of you and the EP podcast. And joining us on the phone right now, she's our good friend from the youth department. She keeps going back to work, and then somebody tells her, nope, you can't do that anymore. And now she's back. Paisha Allen, things are opening yet again, and the kids have something to do. That's good news. How are you? Good. How are you, Chris? Oh, hanging in there. Just excited that I'm starting to see that there's there's things happening again. And uh, mom and dad now have gotten their first dose of vaccine and I'm just kind of just kind of pumped up at what the spring and the summer is going to bring us. And I would imagine you're pretty excited about the idea of uh, starting to offer things back over at the youth center again, right? Right. I'm super excited. Now I've been to Chris. I've been to work every day now. It's just uh, the I wasn't saying you weren't kids. working, Paisha. I was just saying you didn't have to deal with all those brats over there. Like you, you, you didn't have to deal with these kids, right? Yeah, you didn't have to deal with any kids. You're a youth director with no youths, is what I was trying to point out. Oh no, no! But just planning for them to come back—that's what I'm doing. Good, good, good. So is the is the center open now? They can go in there and play their Xbox, their PlayStation, and and, and annoy somebody else besides their parents. Yes, sir. The uh, youth center is now back open Monday through Friday, uh, 3 to 6 p.m. Is there a capacity limit? Do you have to sign up in advance? Is it first come, first serve? How's it working right now? It is first come, first serve. We do have a sign up if it do, if we do get to capacity. Um, so we're always welcoming and you're always able to come in during that time um, if you're not able to get in when you show up at the door. Okay, very, very cool. And then I saw that the chores program is also back and some of the other stuff. So why don't you take me through what's going on right now? Because with the snow on the ground, if people can reach out to you to get kids to shovel their walk, I bet you they would start. Absolutely. Our chores program has reopened and the kids are ready to come out to shovel your snow. You can give us a call. I'm able to email some contact information to our residents. Um, We can set you up with our community snow removal contact. It's all ready to go. You just got to give us a call or you can email me, Chris. All right. And that phone number, again, I should have it memorized for the amount of times that I give it out. It's 708-229-3377. All right. Anything else you guys got going on right now or that you're planning on? You know what? Our programs are starting to reopen, our open gym basketball. We look forward to seeing you guys uh, Friday, February 5th. Um, It's for 5th through 8th grade. It is $5 at the Activity Center from 6 to 8 p.m., Our um, open gym volleyball has started back. Our next date for that is Thursday, February 18th. So we are looking forward to just reopening everything um, at a limited capacity, but we are reopening uh, different programs and events and activities. Are you getting excited for the possibility of planning for things here coming up in 
in the spring and the summer. Because I, I mean, we've now had on, and people can go back and listen on demand to all these different shows. We've had the acting principal right now over at Mother Macaulay talking about her vision as to how they think things are going to change over there. And we've had other people come on. Dr. Beckman has been on here to talk about how you're going to see a difference in the way that people are able to go out and interact with each other probably as soon as this summer. Are you getting excited thinking about the possibilities and the fact that it might be a lot more normal and what you're used to with things that you can do with the kids? I am so excited, Chris. And that is the reason, Chris, why we started an Instagram page so that we can find every outlet to connect to our youth of Evergreen Park. So I want everybody to please follow us on Instagram at EP Youth Department, all of the families, all of our kids. Paisha Allen, everybody. Thank you so much, Paisha, for jumping on. And uh, I, I hope for good times for you and all the kids in Evergreen Park. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. I am starting my thing with core fitness and physical therapy. And Are you excited? Nervous? Yes. I went in. You heard on the last On Demand show, if you missed it, I went in there and they did this whole thing about how I was, I was walking in the wrong way and everything else like that. And now I'm as I walk down the street, I'm trying to pay attention to which way my feet are pointed. It's really weird. I have my first appointment with a personal trainer the day this show comes out on Monday. And I want all of Evergreen Park to kind of follow my progress. Like I've already changed the diet. I'm down seven pounds in like 10 days. And it doesn't need to be high impact. It's just change what you eat and use your body the way it's supposed to be used. And I've never done this before. So I want to give a shout out to them. We're going to have them next week. Lots of audio, core fitness, physical therapy, 2940 95th Street in Evergreen Park. This is new to me. I'm sure it's new to you. Let's see if it works. As I get into my 40s, I try to think to myself, I can't do what I used to do when I was 20. So far, it's working. Make sure you keep listening to the EP podcast. Quick plug for them. Check them out at corefitnesspt.com or give them a call at 708-422-0990. That said, joining us on the phone line right now, another candidate in the race for mayor in Evergreen Park, Sean Good on the line with us. Sean, are you there? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? And thank you, Hannah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to meet you. You are a veteran, if I'm not mistaken, and you've lived here in Evergreen Park. It seems like your whole life or most of it, you've raised your family here and you've decided to run for mayor. How did that come about? When? Why did you decide to run for mayor of Evergreen Park? That's all true, Chris. Uh, let me start by once again saying I am honored to be on your show as a guest, the EP Podcast. Thank you to all of your sponsors, your subscribers. That came to be, I was raised here. I was around politics a lot. I had somebody who retired from the 
Evergreen Park Village Hall in 2007, and that was my mother. I used to attend the spaghetti dinners over at the American Legion for Mayor Vacco while I was growing up as, I remember mostly like my teenage years. So probably around, you know, 16, 17, I started getting invited to those dinners. And um, I always had an interest in politics. When I graduated from Mother Macaulay, Mayor Vacco uh, took me out for dinner with my mother and he wanted to know what my goals in life were. I remember it very succinctly that he started crying at the end of the dinner and I thought the food was pretty good. What's going on? And I looked at my mom and I said, why, why is the mayor crying? And she told me that he was so impressed with what I had to say about, you know, that's the time that I was deciding back then to join the Air Force National Guard of Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I, I did that and I stayed in for 13 years. Well, thank you for they that. They were able to, uh, yeah, thank you. It's, it was my pleasure. It was, it was the time of my life. I got to serve in Bosnia-Herzegovina, along with uh, the great flood of, I want to say, 93 on the Mississippi River. We went to England, and we traveled all around, of course, the United States. So it, it was just, I have lifelong friends from that, and I salute them because it was just a wonderful time. So I, I kind of perused here, and I'm sure you've listened to the EP podcast before, and you probably heard us on with uh, your your opponent in the election and, and I got to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to be disappointed here because I told Hannah and uh, Kelly Burke that if somebody was running against her, I was really hoping it was going to be like a whack job or something like that. Are, it, I heard you, that. You're, I not, heard you're, that. Not a, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a whack job, are you? I hope not. I was really kind of hoping Absolutely for somebody. Not. I was really hoping for somebody crazy. So, I mean, if you decide. I, that, I did hear that. I did hear that. And I thought, okay, here I am. I don't know if you had vibes, but. I'm definitely not a whack job. Yeah, if you decide to get wacky, I'm cool with it. I just want to make sure that you know that. <laughs> uh, I, I was flipping through some of the stuff that you're doing, and I, I guess my first question, and I, I think it's probably similar to what, what I asked Kelly when she was on the show, and remember all these shows are on demand, folks, if you want to go back, and I would assume we're going to talk to both candidates several times over the next couple of months leading up to, to April 6th. She kind of projected when we asked her why she wanted to become mayor that things were going good. And she kind of wanted to continue what was going on in Evergreen Park. What is, what do you want to continue and what do you need to change that made you want to run for mayor? I want to expand on all the, the beautiful buildings that Mayor Sexton has upgraded. And again, congratulations to Mayor Sexton on his retirement. What I am for is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a part of the old regime. So I am somebody new. I'm a very concerned resident about some of the ongoing issues that have been in Evergreen. And with that, I would have to say, I was so impressed last summer, the way our town, Evergreen Park, the people of Evergreen, the way it was handled with the civil unrest, it was truly peaceful protest. That, that is a big, big motivator for me, how to come together and be the model town in unity. And I think I'm also emulating this off of the national level, that this is what we need to do to succeed in the future. Now, I guess my my question then would be, and it's just a follow up to it. And trust me, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the most brilliant. I had a broadcast journalism degree, but I I went in the morning radio, so I'm out of practice. <laughs> so I guess my my follow up question to that would be, uh, it sounds like, though, there are a lot of things that are running 
I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know how to, to, to say it. there's some things that are running smoothly. And so Ke- Kelly Burke yes. does, you know, candidate Burke is saying, I'm just the continuation of James Sexton. She's basically saying I can do what James Sexton can do. And I also have connections because of what my position is as a state representative. So I can keep things going the way that they are. So if there is somebody that's in Evergreen Park that sits around and says, I like the way that things are right now, I'm happy with it. Uh, are there changes you're planning on making or what, what exactly would be the motivation except for you just think that maybe this is your thing. Like you're, you're into being mayor. You want to be mayor. Is there something specific that you're like, we need to do this? Yes. And it's the reprioritization of how the issues of in Evergreen Park are being handled. I think there's a handful of complaints And again, I would be doing something similar to, I don't know exactly their programs, but mine would involve innovation, of course, using like Excel program, for instance, so we can start seeing how many complaints we're getting on specific issues and then go through them from the top, the the largest issue we have, and then work our way to the bottom. Um, For an example, the red light camera on 87th and Kedzie I would like to get in and close that camera down. It's brought numerous complaints that I have seen. I have been there to pay a ticket and I was very disappointed about the the face of what I saw when all those tickets were being paid. What what did you see that was out of out of or just so that I understand it? What what cuz I I don't like red light cameras. I think they're terrible. I'm not a big fan of them, but I also know that my my folks got caught at 87th and Kedzie and my dad's an ex-police officer and I know that he mm-hmm. called up and said I don't think I rolled through it and they were able to show him what he actually did and he's like, "Yeah, I probably would have given myself a ticket if I was sitting behind there." So so what was the thing that what is the thing that you're that you find that is wrong with the camera other than just the basic I don't like red light cameras? I found it to be a lot of chaos. Um, some people were getting breaks. Some people were paying over $1,000 for these tickets. So you're not finding it's consistent among uh, people who get violations? The punishments are different or that some people are let off? That's exactly what it is. So I think that's just one example that I'm using. I wanted to kind of get to some of the things that you've said in the uh, in the patch in the Beverly Review. Um, sure. Because you, you've threw out a couple of different ideas and people might be you know, confused by what they mean. So there was one thing in there that you want to change the rec department to a park district. Yes. What is the benefit of that? And are there any negatives? Because I, you know, I, I, I've held a bunch of different jobs. At one point I worked for Cook County and it was my understanding when you become a park district, your taxes go up because there's like a state law or a, a county law that allows them to add something on the property taxes and business taxes because you have a park district that's, it has money coming in. So it, Am I wrong about that? And what 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 would be the reasoning to change it from a rec department to a park district? Like, what would be the benefit of a park district yeah, I, over? Yeah, I, I think I just wanted to kind of understand that a little bit more. The benefit in that and having a park district, and it was something that I was initially going to look into, even when I ran eight years ago as a writing candidate. The issue would be that that person could have an elected position, and I I do believe that elected positions then we could refrain from you know, one director staying in there for 30 and four years, this would, again, this is almost the same platform as Kelly Burke is saying, hey, you know what, let's look at some of these newer ways, newer ways of thinking. That would probably help protect the newer ways of thinking. One one park district I did look out, out for to research was Schomburg's 
And for example, to offset some of those higher tax burdens, we could um, get sponsors. I know Schomburg's Park District has United Airlines. And I thought, you know, I know how to, we, we would obviously need some good grant writers as well. I don't know who the grant writer is in Evergreen Park right now, but let's find ways. And that would be the basis for why I have made that statement in the past. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Hannah, did you have something you wanted to ask her? No, that's that's actually I was wanting to I ask stole about your question? The, you did. You stole my question. I'm the worst. You stole my question, <laughs> but you know another issue that you know I've uh, I've seen you bring up, and I know it's a big concern to a lot of people is uh, the train track issues on ninety uh, fifth yes. Street. Yeah, I don't know um, how you fix that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, because we've we've asked Kelly that before yeah. too. We've asked Jim Sexton that, and it always seems mm-hmm. like that there's only so much you can do because it gets to a federal level. And it's whether or not you're able to find a way to find them enough. And it seems like that the fines don't bother them because there's they make so much money. I don't know how you stop that. Do you have a what's your plan? So on that, too, I, I know that there's somebody, a resident of Evergreen Park, who is working with an expert. And I would like to carry that through. I would like to take that up with the village and say, let's go on our behalf, the village of, of, of Evergreen Park, excuse me. And um, say, hey, let's work with the expert. What advice could they give us? From what I understand about that issue, after the research that I've done, is it's pretty simple. And you have to remember one thing. The trains from, you know, I'm in my early 50s. But when I was growing up, it was pretty much one single boxcar. When they started doing the double boxcar on the tracks, what happened? More accidents. Um, more rocking, more tilting, more damage to the tracks. These, these like CSX, Canadian National, BNSF, they're taking in, they're doing very well. All it takes is for them to fix the tracks. Could we get out there and fix the tracks? But who's over that? Not necessarily CSX or CN. It would probably be the National Transportation Safety Board. that If it's causing that kind of damage, I know they handle the accidents part, but that's what I don't know yet. So I'm going to stop there when it comes to the train. I'm going to stop rolling it there. But it's something we have to research more. And, um, you know, hopefully that would lighten the load, let's say, for the people that are suffering from damages. I'm kind of curious what you thought about uh, Evergreen Park's response to uh, not only COVID-19, but the restrictions. There was a point where the village said, we don't have the manpower and we're not going to be the people running around shutting down our businesses because we don't want to have a ghost town. Mm-hmm. If this pandemic's still going on, if there's still closures, do you support that policy? Because I think that a lot of people would be curious, like are all of a sudden is ever our evergreen park police going to be walking in and making sure that everything is perfect with the shutdown? Or are they going to say the state made the rules, keep it with the state? I heard a little bit about that too. I was actually very impressed with, you know, the common sense attitude, keep social distancing. I I would really hate to see our police acting in the manner of we're here to just shut you down and fine. I We saw that a lot on Western with a couple of different bars over there. And, you know, that's something that I did like the way they did respond. I thought that was pretty mature. I didn't go out too much during that time. I tried to stay away f- as much as possible. However, I was out for a Bears game, and what I could see myself was, and I I socially distanced from people. I felt like I was 
socially distanced. I, I was a proper distance away, handing out information, of course, for my campaign. And everybody was from Chicago. There was only a couple of Evergreen Park residents. And I thought, you know, I came home and I was discussing with my husband, hey, I did this bar thing that you, you told me to do to get out there, which I, I thought it was pretty beneficial. Don't get me wrong. But I couldn't, I couldn't personally see, I felt like I was more safe compared to some others. There were still a lot of people congregating very closely. I did, um, it's been more than 14 days, luckily, and I haven't been ill. Um, in one of the bars, they asked me to leave because I, you know, was getting too close to the rest of their patrons. I kind of got a laugh out of it, but I was on my way out anyway. <laughs> so yeah, um, I like the way Evergreen Park did handle that. And I hope, Chris, that we all recover and are able to get together soon. We, it looks like some of the restrictions are being lifted. Um, another big issue was, you know, whether they're playing sports. And this hit me much later. It looks like that's going to open up again soon. But I think if the state would have came out and just said and leveled with the people that have their children in sports, hey, we can't afford if your child gets injured during the sports to go to the emergency room. They're booked. That's all they would have had to say. But the way they, you know, some parents came out and they were protesting, you have to get my child back in sports. I think that's a real shame what happened with, you know, the the mental health issue with a lot of the children, that the sports are that important. But I think those two things kind of go together. How is, I think Evergreen Park did that very well. Um, at first, I was kind of a little nervous myself, you know, you're in and then it's like you're in a box in Evergreen Park and then you're in another box in your home and you want to you want to kind of get out of the box a little. So all those restrictions were very, very concerning. And, you know, you could go to the Jewel and the Costco, but you couldn't go here. And I think after a while, people just thought to themselves, this is just not making sense. So it seems to be on the mend. We will be back together soon, live in person. I know that because historically, just around this time, a hundred years ago, we had the influenza and these were the exact same types of steps that they were doing. They masked. Um, so the doctors, Dr. Fauci, he, um, he was able to look into that, the past to see how this is going to go to help us for the future. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. I, I almost feel like, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like I have two candidates that are both, both saying to me, Evergreen's a great place. I love Evergreen. We have things we need to fix, but I definitely want to continue a lot of the legacy of what we've had here. And so I keep trying to find something be different between the two of you, I guess. I'd say that's pretty fair. The difference, what I'm trying to do here is I can make Evergreen Park the priority. If you look at the state, there is no doubt that every time you pick up the paper, what does it say about the state of Illinois? It says that, I can't believe it, we're, we, we rank number two for the worst state in the union. 
And that is a big, big issue. Look at our credit rating for the state of Illinois. It is at junk bond status. Why are so many people moving? Because it's unaffordable here. So those are the other issues. Could we do a TIF reform? Could we take a percentage of the TIF and move it over where we could somehow help the residents? These residents, if, if anybody's left with a job, we are working so hard. It's time, it is far past time that representatives remain and commit themselves fully to the state to fix their numerous issues. That's where I come in. I would avail myself. I am here in Evergreen Park every day. I could be the person that is approachable with my team, say, hey, where are the issues? Let's prioritize them and let's work on resolution with a way of leadership and continuing and ongoing education. It's a continuum. You know, I want to continue the good things. Yes, I want to expand on all those great things that Mr. Sexton has left a legacy of Evergreen Park. We have to go in some new directions now. And this is why this is historic. This is why right now. So to the listeners, to the voters, you're going to be in hands, either with myself or Mrs. Burke. But when you vote Sean Good, you're going to be in really good hands. And I want to ensure that that is going to carry us for the future. That was killer right there. With the, mm-hmm. my PR thing to hear Sean Good is good hands. I mean, <laughs> like, like, listen, Sean, I've got a background in radio. You nailed that one. Whether or not you win, whether or not whether or not I vote for you, I have no idea right now. I'm, I'm a voter that's sitting here trying to figure out which one I'm voting for. I'm just excited to be voting. But you, you, you nailed that one. Good for you. So I'm trying to figure out. I saw this thing in the Beverly Review. Just just tell me what this means. You put in there that you want the business district to target the youth more. And the first thing I thought was more video gaming and a bunch of bars. And I was like, 22-year-old Chris would think that was awesome, but I don't know if 43-year-old Chris thinks it is. So can you explain that to me, like what that means? I don't I don't recall putting that in there, but what, what I do mean is... It's just a Beverly Review. I don't know who wrote it, but they actually said that you were targeting the business district to a younger crowd. And I was like, what is happening here? So, I so was have you taken your kids over to the Galloping Ghost over in LaGrange yet? No, I have not made it over there. Have, have you read about the reviews or anything? No, I haven't. Do you, do you know about the Galloping it's Ghost? COVID. I don't know what the Oh, the Galloping going. Ghost, the, the video arcade place. The video arcade? Yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't been there. The, I'm an you idiot. Have to I'm go. sorry, Hannah. You know what I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very cool place. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it is. It and, is. I'm so impressed with it because it grew so much. Hopefully it'll come back after the pandemic, but it's the same type of arcades. Like they had centipede in there. I'm like, this is the bomb. They had Pac-Man and all that. They had all those big time old ones out in the late seventies and eighties when I was a kid. And I loved it. I thought this is fantastic. Why can't we have something like this in Evergreen Park? And then when you think about it, and I've heard these statistics before, this, this Evergreen Park, Mount Greenwood, Beverly Oak Lawn, I'm pretty sure we have the highest percentage of teenagers in the entire face of the earth right here. And when you look at it and what I'm talking about is where's the gap? You know, where are some, there was another really good store. It's downtown. I want to call it um, uh, something rag, rag stock or something like that. Yeah, I'm 40. I'm, I'm about to start 44, Sean. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> My daughter yeah, might yeah. know, so, but she's upstairs on her phone and not listening to her she, father's live podcast, so she doesn't know. So these are stores that really attract a lot of the younger crowd. 
Um, even like I said in the past, you know, I've been to places that have, you know, where it's like, um, you know, just some, some funner places that are geared towards teens. And when we were growing up here in Evergreen, we had a tween club. It was ran by the schools. A lot of those, those fun things were shut down. And even though we have this beautiful rec center and stuff, you know, hopefully it'll take off some more, but that's the type of, um, that's the type of businesses that I'm talking about. Well, it was very interesting talking with you, Sean. Sean Good is running for mayor against Kelly Burke, and uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of yeah. months here on the EP Pockets. Like quick, I have to, quick I have to find a way to kind of balance like all the fun stuff that we do, and then also still make sure we cover this election. But you're welcome back anytime. And just like I told Kelly, if I got to host the first ever Evergreen Park mayoral debate, you would make my, you'd make my my life. I, that would be amazing to me. We'll come down here, we'll sit at the nine-foot homemade orc bar, or we'll go to a local business and we'll do it in front of a crowd, microphones and everything, and we'll let the two of you guys talk about the issues. And I'll let Hannah ask the more intelligent questions because she's the actual reporter. How does it, how does that sound? I would love that. I would love to host it over at uh, Evergreen Park High School. And I would like to be bringing in maybe another Evergreen Park podcast. There's another podcast? Wait, 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 hold on a second. You come on my show, you start, you start pushing other podcasts? There's You're hurting one. his ego. Listen, listen. There's one podcast. Man, oh man, it's going to be Kelly Burke every week for the next two months. No, don't worry about it, Sean. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much for joining us, and good luck. Thank you so much, Chris and Hannah. Take care. Go have a Green Park podcast. Take it easy, guys. Oh, man, she comes on, comes on the show and starts. Probably got a friend who's got a podcast, you know couple people listen to it it's not like me hannah your ego is starting to bruise it hurts. i can see it I mean, from I'm here a, I'm, I'm very upset about this i'm gonna need tomorrow. a caller just to tell me how wonderful <laughs> i am before the show ends or i don't know how i'm gonna make it through the night tonight i mean we're gonna switch from beer to bourbon very quickly here if somebody oh, no. doesn't call me up and tell me how wonderful i am someone please call so i don't have to listen to this <laughs> another show is wrapped up another show's in the books Another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week on the Nudist Basement. And the Nudist Basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com.